Come on down to the Law Student Lounge with your host, Attorney Ryan McKean, where law students like you tell their stories. So pull up a chair and join us in the lounge. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Law Student Lounge. I am here with Max Sterling. Uh, good morning, Max. Good morning, Attorney McKean. Nice to meet you. How are you doing this morning, Max? I'm doing great. I feel coming off of a cold, but I feel uh, feel fantastic studying for finals now. The final season is coming, and it's it's uh, it's an interesting time. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Um, born in, uh, in New York, raised in the Dominican Republic to two wonderful parents. Um, we then moved uh, to Florida um, in the late 90s, where I've been... Uh, well, I was raised um, in my formative years, um, attended the University of Central Florida for undergrad, where I uh, graduated with two bachelor's degrees in molecular biology, microbiology, and health sciences. You know, one of the things that I wanted to do uh, when I was a little kid was not to be a lawyer to begin with. It was more to to be a doctor. So I, I was in the pre-med track and I did a, I, I was involved in a lot of things in pre-med and not even had a mind towards the law or towards law school, um, which was where I was steeped in. And I actually did go to medical school for about a year and a half, but then I got very homesick and came back to Florida where I then reassessed where I, what I wanted to do. Then I got interested in the law and for in pursuing that. Then eventually I, I came over to, we moved over to Boston um, for that fact, because Boston was just so attractive as a place with lots of legal education available to to us. And here we are. Now I'm uh, 1L at uh, New England Law in Boston. Awesome. Well, that's quite the story, Max. So let's, uh, let's unpack it. So how long do you spend in the Dominican? So I was about one and a half, two years old when I went to the Dominican Republic, and I was about eight, nine when I moved to Florida. And so how is your, what was your experience like in the Dominican and how has that impacted you as a law student? Yes, definitely. Um, you know, in, in the Dominican Republic, I think you could see how much of the disparity between the haves and have nots there are. Fortunately, my family was in a position to be kind of in the middle class of, of what you consider the Dominican Republic. My father was a politician um, and my mother, while a homemaker, she was also a business owner. So my parents are business owners there now. You know, coming here to the United States with kind of that mindset of how of how it can be in terms of that disparity. Um, and, and once I did become interested in the law and coming up here to the Northeast, I noticed that in at least Massachusetts, in terms of availability of legal services to people um, of my descent, you know, Hispanics and Latin Americans, there aren't that many Latin American attorneys. I did some research and I believe that the state of Massachusetts has, the, the percentage of population is about 12% Hispanic and the percentage of attorneys is less than less than three percent Hispanic, so I found that disparity to be pretty big, which is one of the reasons that I was inspired also to to pursue the law and become an attorney. Um, so that that kind of uh, raising being raised in the Dominican Republic and, and seeing those disparities kind of informed me a lot as I grew up and as I became interested in the law. So, what is it that you want to do with your law degree when you get out? 
So I want to put my the skills and, and the time that I spent in, you know, in medicine and, and, and the health field and and, and assist um, those people that, that have been wronged by the medical system and by the healthcare system. I think my, my main goal would be to pursue some type of medical malpractice um, advocacy and personal injury advocacy, um, of which... You know, while in Florida, where I was, where I was originally, there's a lot of Hispanic attorneys that do service that community. There aren't a lot up here in the Northeast that that, that service that community. So, how soon? Uh, so, um, when you graduate from University of Central Florida, do you go straight to medical school? Yeah, pretty much. So, I graduated in 2013, and I went to medical school. I went to medical school in Granada, um, in one of the uh, Caribbean islands. I went there in 2015. Okay. And, you know, how hard was, you know, I think it's an interesting thing. And it, was it a hard decision to leave medical school for you? Extremely. I had just gotten married in December of 2015 um, after my first semester of medical school. And I just, I was extremely, extremely homesick and I was not focusing on my classes. Um, so I, I took the difficult decision of of kind of saying, what is it that I want to do with 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 my life? What is it that I want to do with my career? And is staying in medical school worth the psychological impact that it was causing me? I and mean, I decided that it wasn't. I was going to go ahead and and withdraw. But once I did that, you know, I'm used. I've been involved in a lot of things in in the, in the healthcare field. I've been involved in the pharmaceutical side. I've been involved in the clinical side. I've been involved in, you know, I've been involved in the laboratory side. You know, I, I was, I was even thinking about it. I, I'm used to dissecting bodies, but now I have to dissect my, I have to dissect my future, and I have to dissect my purpose. And in in dissecting my purpose, you know, I, I've always wanted to help people, and I wanted to see where where I could fit in into that. I I thought that it was in medicine, but now. Um, after years, you know, years and years of being in, in the in the legal field, I know that it that this is where my actual calling is. So you go to you start law school in the fall of 2023. Yep. And you leave med school in about 2016. What do you do in the interim years? So in the interim years, I did a little bit of this and a little bit of that, Ryan. <laughs> I uh I was a substitute teacher. I was a forensic technologist that did autopsies um, for the uh, Orange County Medical Examiner's Office. I was a, I did lots of different things with hospitals, working in the emergency rooms by assisting physicians with, with record keeping. So I was in the front lines all the time with, with the physicians there. And ultimately, once I figured out that the legal field was what I wanted to do, I became a paralegal at a law firm there. So when did you become a paralegal and what was that like? So sometime around 2017, I was offered a job as a part-time paralegal at a law firm there in Kissimmee, Florida, where I live, uh, where I lived. And it was interesting. Um, it, it's a Hispanic law firm. So it's a lot of mostly Hispanic clients and being fully bilingual, being able to read, write, and understand Spanish and speak it um, fluently, and being able to understand and explain, translate legal concepts and, and legal jargon 
into Spanish to somebody that understand that could then understand it in their own language and in their own style is is very eye opening when you see their when you see somebody understanding what a legal concept is it's fantastic and I, and that's one of the greatest feelings to me is that I can give that type of service to to my community um so it's it was very interesting and I was hooked on it almost immediately so from from being offered that position then I immediately you know applied and, and was granted a full-time position as a paralegal case manager and that gave me even more responsibilities then I began drafting documents drafting motions drafting complaints drafting demands and even negotiating uh demands with adjusters and with attorneys on the other end um and that was very very fulfilling as well because i i know that i i was fighting for my clients and being able to provide that service to them and and getting a, the best outcome for them was always great so what to unpack here um i went to law school with some paralegals so let's sit with that for just a minute and going to ask you as a paralegal what were some of the things that the best attorneys that you worked for did listen one well, the best things that they did would, would be to listen and not just to interject their own uh their own ideas into into things they would they would listen to feedback they would listen to suggestions and the attorneys that I work with now the, that's the best thing that they do is listen sometimes you know as attorneys they have a lot of things going on, a lot of things going on in their heads, and they could have an idea that they just want to roll with. But I think slowing down, taking the time to listen to to either criticism or to suggestions, um, I think is very key as an attorney. Um, and I think some of the best attorneys that I've worked with have done that. And, you know, you tend to, as somebody that's as highly educated as an attorney, Sometimes when you go to somebody, you know, as a paralegal, just like doctors sometimes do to nurses and say, well, I know better than you. I'm, I'm a professional. I've done this way longer than you have. I've gone to school longer than you have. Sometimes that's taken for granted. But as, can, as many doctors will tell you, and I'm sure many attorneys also, you know, sometimes they know they know more than you just because they've been around. And so, like, I think that's the best thing that that uh, that an attorney can do is is to listen to and and to try to apply um, suggestions and criticism. You get nothing from this episode, out, uh, law students, uh, other than what you just got from Max. There, it's it's gold. Uh, listening is a superpower. I agree one hundred percent with everything he just said about listening and about lawyers being incredibly bad at listening. So if you're out there, listen to what the judge is saying. Listen to what your client is saying. If you're taking a deposition, listen to what the deponent, the person being deposed is saying, because that'll allow you to ask better questions. Don't just stick to your script. Um, I can't tell you how many examinations of witnesses that I've sat through where had the lawyer listened, it would have changed the outcome of the case uh, instead of just marching through a checklist. Um, you know, listening to your clients, understanding their story, not just taking uh, taking what they say for granted or, you know, on to the next thing and listening to judges when they ask you questions. Because every time you listen, you are creating opportunity. Um, and if you're not listening, you're closed off to opportunity. So, that is uh, 
that is fantastic insight, Max. And if we do nothing else in the next 20 minutes or so, uh, then uh, we will have done something for someone out there. So Max is completely correct. Now, so you you decide to you decide to go to law school, and how has being a paralegal in you know sort of impacted uh, your first semester as a lawyer as a law student? It hasn't impacted it as much as I thought it would, Ryan. Uh, to be honest, um, you know, in 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 uh, in my in my job, we we have a lot of mechanical things that we have to do: review complaints, look at uh, look at the at the demand, look at medical records, draft different types of motions, draft different types of legal documents. So, in law school. A lot of the a lot of uh, people will tell you is that law school is more about learning how to think like a lawyer and how to um, get these things and and figure and and analyze and and extrapolate meaning from cases and and get concepts down. So at least in my first in my first semester of my first year, it's been a lot of whoa! I didn't know it was like that. Oh, that's interesting. That's pretty cool. Um, I think if anything, it's 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 helped me help me understand my the attorneys that I work with better, and kind of now I can see why they are filing a motion to dismiss here and 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 filing a, a motion for summary judgment there, and what the legal arguments are for these things. So understanding those concepts now as a as a law student is a lot is very interesting and and makes my job even more fun and and more enjoyable. But in terms of educating my actual my actual studies, being a paralegal just helps me be more comfortable with with the case that I read. I think that's that's probably the best the best uh, advantage that I have as as a paralegal going into law school. I'm definitely more comfortable than I think a lot of my other classmates that are not paralegals. Um, and reading cases and understanding them, so I'm I'm I have that advantage that I'm able to read cases a little faster, I think, and get my briefs down a little faster. But other than that, I think it's just being make it's kind of working backwards. You would think that being a paralegal makes your job as a law student um, easier. I think it's being a law student is making my job as a paralegal easier, which is kind of interesting to me, at least. You know, you hit on something there, Max, which is that. You know, to go to law school, you don't need any sort of background in the legal field at all. Like, right. it's not like what you're doing in law school is so foreign. Even if you were working in a law firm or uh, working for a government agency or whatever it is, working in a court, even um, what happens in law school is disconnected from the practice of law. And the flip of it is, is if you just go to law school and you're not out in the field, like what you learn in the classroom is disconnected from practice. Um, so it's, uh, I think, unlike, you know, look, if you go to school to be a, to be a doctor, um, yeah, you're, you know, doing uh, autopsies and you're 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 figuring out the body and you're trying to do things that are actually practical. But in law school, like one does not equal the other. Like you don't. And uh, the, the real trick for anyone out there is to combine those things um, and how you do it matters. It's something that 
comes with time um, inevitably. So you're not at a disadvantage, in my opinion, if you have no legal background, um, but you need to at some point gain the experience. And if you have no legal background, uh, practical experience, you need to really get out there and learn the nuts and bolts uh, because they are very different things. That's 100% right. And and trust me, from somebody that that did go to medical school and, and did study as a medical student, law, law school is a whole different monster in terms of the learning style and, and the way that you have to learn the information medical school like a lot of a lot of other types of education that that um, that we are used to is a, still a lot of memorization and then application in in a uh, in an exam um, usually a multiple choice exam while and this is something that I've been you know trying to psych myself up for now that we're going into the final season Law school's examination is completely different from anything else that I've ever done, um, specifically the writing part. So that's something that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm trepidated a little bit towards, but I'm looking forward towards the challenge. So we're uh, doing this interview right now. It's the uh, middle of November of your first semester of your first year. Can you talk about what the, you know, past three months, I guess, at this point have been like for you? Um, as you've adjusted to being a law student, what maybe was different? Than, what were your expectations and what was different than uh, maybe you would have expected? Sure. So it's my first semester of my uh, of my uh, law school career as a, as a 1L. I go to the evening division program at New England Law. I work um, full time. So I, I also have a new baby that was a brand new baby when I started school. So um, she's five months old now. So I have to balance, and I have a five-year-old as well and a, and a beautiful wife. So I have to balance being a father to two rambunctious children. I have to balance my job that is very understanding, but it's also very demanding. And I have to balance my law school, which is also very demanding and not very understanding. So the past three months have been a blur, to be honest. It's it's been a lot of activity. Um, it's you know, twenty plus hour days. Sometimes sleeping for four hours, um, because I have to change a diaper in the middle of the night. I have to you know tag out with my wife to make sure that she gets rest, even though I may be exhausted myself. Is spending time with my five year old who demands time of me, and it's. Um, also, you know, spending, making sure that I participate in my, in my school, I have to set some time aside to experience law school as well, um, which is, which in it of itself is already difficult with the evening program, which doesn't have as many, uh, facilities to be able to participate, um, as a student as the day program is. So putting, putting all of that together, the, the past three months have been very, very full of hectic activity, but I think it's been three of the past most fulfilling months of my, of my life, to be honest. I've been steeped in legal theory, uh, reading different cases, both inside and outside of my class and inside and outside of the scope of my classes, just because I've been so interested in in, a, in particular subjects, The you know, practicing questions, practicing tests, going to dance recitals with my, with my daughter, um, doing different things. It's, it's been awesome. And specifically for, for, for law students out there, I just want to make sure to, that they know, like, if I can do it, 
you anybody can do it. I'm not different than any other person. I I have a lot of different responsibilities and I'm still able to manage law school and I feel that I'm doing fairly well in in law school and I'm very confident um that I that I'll be successful because I've set the time and I've made sure that everybody in my life understands um just what, you know, that entails and everybody has been understanding and very helpful so i'm i'm i just want anybody listening to know that if you're interested in going to law school or you're in law school and you are interested in starting a family as long as you have the right you know support group um and you have the right mindset i think that you you're going to succeed and make it Wow. First of all, congratulations on uh, on having a five month old. And you also have an older daughter. Is that, did yeah. I hear that in there? She's five, five years okay. old. Okay. Uh, so I'm a dad and yes, I have two children and I have so much respect for you, Max. Um, that is, <laughs> that is, that is a lot. Um, that is a, a lot, a lot, a lot, you know, some things I think to sort of sit with out there, like, you know, I think in my career, maybe it's not true for everybody, but for me, like my kids have been a great career blessing. And, and what I mean by that is one of the things that uh, my favorite band Pearl Jam, they, there's this article with Eddie Vedder and he talks about being a dad and he says, you know, Pearl Jam before being a dad was, you know, we get, uh, we go into the recording studio for two weeks, we get a keg of beer we get cartons of cigarettes and we'd, we'd, we'd jam and we'd, we'd create an album. And after we all became dads and had kids, it's a, it's a six pack and a pack of smokes and uh, they get the record done and uh, you know, a few, a few hours. And I think that work fills space, work fills time. Um, and so when you're confronted with the extreme limitations of having a job, uh, going to law school, having young children and uh, newborns. Uh, if you're if you're out there and you don't have children, um, the first few months of a child's life are very hard on parents. Um, there is a lack of sleep. There's a disruption to schedule that is uh, un unbelievable, uh, except anybody out there who's experienced it will understand anybody out there who has not, you, it's, it's impossible to understand, um, at all. I think, I mean, you can understand on some level, but not, not the full experience. So how have you gone about, like, what are some, you're, you're probably like the busiest person in law school in all in the whole country <laughs> or, or one of them what are some tips that you have or what are some things that you've done for time management that have helped you okay sure um it, i think one of the one of the biggest things at least for me is communicating with my partner making sure that my wife understands that when i'm when i need to study i need to study and of course i can take breaks and help you with something but it has to be structured for the beginning part of the semester at least when i was kind of getting my feet wet and and beginning to study and read cases and make outlines and and briefs and writing all these things down i wasn't used to that so it was a tedious and and long process that would take hours um, hours and hours, almost all day. And I would separate my weekends to do that. So in in my program, we have three three days a week, we, we have instruction. 
one of those days I would separate and say, that's a free day. We're going to do whatever we need to do as a family and we're going to have fun or clean the house or whatever it is that we need to do. That day is, is sacred. The other day is a study day where I'm going to study, but I'm going to take it lightly so that I can still participate if need be. And then the other two days, Saturday and Sunday, I'm going to wake up at eight o'clock in the morning and I'm going to the office and I'm going to study until noon. Going to have lunch with you guys, two, one thirty in, in the afternoon, going to go back in until, you know, eight o'clock bedtime and and then rinse and repeat for the for this for the next day. Um, and I think that kind of structured understanding and structured communication, making sure that everybody is on the same page has been the best thing for me time management wise um, in law school. Yeah. You know, you are, you are doing it right. I think time management comes strictly down to what you just said, which is blocking time for what's important, uh, setting clear boundaries with yourself and, uh, with your your family, your employer, your school, um, because it otherwise, if you don't control your schedule, it really does control you. And so if you're out there and Max is doing this, like that's great advice for any law student. Um, when I was in law school, I had, uh, it was me, my uh, fiance, who's now my wife, uh, and a parakeet. Um, and it felt, uh, it felt uh, overwhelming, but you know, I did definitely did not need to deploy those time management skills. And if you can learn that in law school and learn how to manage your time and your energy, like it's just going to serve you well as a lawyer, because as hard as law school is, it doesn't get easier at all. Like none of this gets easier. Um, you you just get stronger at what it is that you're you're doing. So to me, like if you're able, if you're out there and you're able to develop those time management skills, those prioritization, that communication skills with critical people in your life, that's going to be as valuable as anything you can possibly learn in the classroom. Uh, so, you know, and, and I'm also a believer too, if you're out there and you're listening, what Max did works for Max. Um, and for some other people, it may not work for them. You know, experiment if you're out there, find what works for you and, you know, start developing systems on actually how to manage your calendar. And if, and if I could share a, a book with some, with, uh, with some of the listeners that I used with in conjunction with um, my family members. I, I listened to an audiobook. Um, it was called Surviving Law School, A Practical Guide. Um, I think the author's name is Donna Kay. And uh, it was it was a very good because it kind of you could listen to it with your family and it really hearkens a lot. It it said very very it would be on repeat essentially the law student is going to spend a lot of time studying the law student is going to be spending a lot of time studying law school is very time intensive and so it kind of helped my family understand that um that law school is time in intensive and i'm not you know just playing around when i'm in the office by myself reading it, it was it was some growing pains to to do that to get them to understand but I think once they saw the actual amount of work that I was putting in, it was appreciated. And then it came to the point where my wife would ask me, hey, don't you need to go study right now? Don't you need to go read right now? And it would keep me, you know, she would keep me on my toes. And it's like, oh, you're, yeah, you're right. It's it's uh, it's about that time, isn't it? 
so you know it 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 is difficult um it is hard but it gets it gets easier it gets better and if you have a support group that pushes you then um it's all it's even more um of a positive experience it is a support group is essential you know and and uh somebody once told me or i read this somewhere and it makes sense is the only thing, the only ways you can measure what values to you are what you spend your money on and what is on your calendar, right? You know, where you're spending your time and money, uh, those things uh, critically matter. And it really, it really does reflect your, your values. Um, so yeah, having support system is, is important. I went to law school with my I mean, she became my wife during law school. Uh, so it was easy in that respect of like, we both very much understood what it is that we were going through. Um, it, it, it very much made sense, but that's that's awesome. So what is it that, you know, you are most looking forward to as you go? I, I take it it's going to be a four-year program for you if you're going nights. That's right. As you progress through your career, what is it that you're looking forward to doing? What classes are you looking forward to taking? What's that all look like for you, Max? I don't know yet. Um, I know that I have an end goal. Like I said earlier, I, I do want to, I am very interested. I, most of my experience has been in in uh, the personal injury field. And I think that's where I'm needed. Um, and both in personal injury, medical malpractice, that type of that type of uh, advocacy, I think, is what I what I really enjoy. Currently, for example, I I, I work as a paralegal at, at the friends firm. So I, I worked first for a long time in in a plaintiff side litigation for personal injury, and now I'm on the other end. And I think that I I decided to to pursue that to round me out. I wanted to be balanced in my experience, and I've been I've I've learned a lot from from that end as well. So in terms of my in terms of my law school education, I want to be rounded out and balanced as well. So I don't just want to pursue things that may inform me on personal injury matters, but I want to try a little bit of immigration law, try a little bit of criminal law, and just round myself out as much as I can, as best as I can during the four years that I have in, in law school to to get as best of a rounded out education, legal education as possible. So I'm interested in taking a little bit of everything and, and, and seeing what's out there. Will it change my mind into what I want to do in the future? Probably not. I, I think I'm fairly fairly comfortable with, with the choice that I, that I have for my ultimate goal, but I, I do want to be rounded out in my education because you never know and i want and i want to be able to even even if you know a client of mine is that doesn't know a certain part of the legal field of the of the law asks me a question if i may not have an answer at least i may know a little bit of it and i may know where to point them in terms of what to what to provide in in terms of a of where they can go for to obtain that the best service that they can, but at least I'll have an idea of what they what resources they need to access by by being educated in it, rather than being well I don't know you're you're out of luck. I'd rather say I I'm not that sure, but I think it's this, and I think you should go and 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 pursue this avenue. Um, and I think that's that's a really big benefit to have um, as an attorney is to to know a little bit of everything so that. You can at least provide a resource, be a resource for people that in your community that are looking for for legal 
legal advice or legal help. You know, and look, if you're out there and you're, you're, you know, you're, you're doing the right thing, Max, because like, look, you're, you're a law student and it means you should be a student of law and there should be a fluidity to your experience because, you know, I, I had the good fortune of growing up as an associate and being in a general practice law firm. Like, I don't even think they have firms like this anymore, where it was like, I do a divorce, a real estate closing, a will, a business transaction, uh, a personal injury case, um, a whole a whole bunch of different things, right? I didn't do any immigration, but it gave me experience, you know, seeing the law in different ways, uh, seeing how different areas of law proceeded differently. And look, law is increasingly specialized as a field without without question. Everything is much more complicated now than 18 years ago when I started practicing and will only get more complicated in the future. Same thing with medicine. However, like there's a value to understanding law holistically and understanding and also being open. Uh, whether you're a law student and maybe you think, okay, I want to be a criminal defense lawyer, but somehow you get really inspired to be a tax lawyer. I don't know how this happens, but 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 be open to that experience and listen to yourself, like where it is that you're drawn, what excites you, what doesn't excite you. You know, if given the choice, like what would you do? Um, because I think that that matters, that matters a ton. And I also think it matters because really law isn't most people's legal careers are not linear i would say that they're comprised of probably four or five different careers it's almost useful to think of them as like 10 year blocks of 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 a career um and so having the ability to have some basic levels of competence or an openness or just knowing how to learn different areas of law I think keeps it exciting. You know, I think it, I think it keeps it exciting. So as you're a law student, definitely sort of work that muscle because it is a muscle and uh, it is important. Yeah. So all right, Max, I'm gonna end. I'm gonna end here. You know, you, if you could go back to yourself uh, three months ago, right before you started, and tell yourself one thing about law school, what would you tell yourself? Um, what would I say? I would say don't. Uh, you're doing a good job by starting out and getting to know the details, but also get to know the overarching overhead view better. Um, I think we we want to get to the nitty gritty of, of a case and try to get, you know, word by word what the case means. But overall, you're trying to understand an overall concept and you need to understand that overall concept in order to do well. So don't, you know, don't sweat the details, but at the same time, don't ignore the overarching concept. I think that's for my for for three months ago, Max. That would be the best advice that I could give myself. There you go. Um, it's great. That's great advice, Max. Uh, thank you so much for uh, being on. I know your time your time is incredibly valuable. I'm sure you've got ten things you got to get off this uh this call and do. Uh, so I'm gonna let you go. Thank you so much, Max. And I, I you know, keep in touch. And really, I look forward to uh, following your success. And congratulations on the little one. Thank you very much. I really appreciate the time and I appreciate being able to participate. Thank you. Thank you for joining Ryan McKean in the Law Student Lounge, where real law students talk about their real lives. Are you a law student with a story to tell? Learn how you can share your story with us in the episode description. 
and join us next time in the Law Student Lounge.